Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. You're listening to Cordishi and Coit. Call the show at 401-737-1287. 1037-WEEI. Southern New England Sports Original. Starting off the show with a little Celtics basketball talk this morning. If you want to join us, you can call us at 401-777-1037, but the phone lines are full right now at 722 a.m. Wonderful. All right. So what do you think about the Celtics? How many games are we in? Seven games in? Seven, uh, eight now. Eight? Is eight. that what it is? Uh, six and two. Six and, six and two. two. Eight games in. All right. How do you feel about the Celtics? Are you, Do you have any concerns about this team or, nah, it's early Give them a chance. And, look, I'm certainly willing to do that. I, I, I think this yeah. is a talented team that should be there in the end in the East along with Milwaukee. I'd be disappointed if they weren't. I mean, if if you don't at least make it to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks, right, I, I would think oh, that yeah. would be a tremendous disappointment. They should be a Final Four team in the NBA. Right. I mean, and I think I think they're talented good enough to win it. Um, one thing I will say about last night to, to – a little positives here. We were nip, we were we were going after him the first segment. Positives. I thought the bench played well last night, and I think that's a, a good development, Scott. I think they need that because they definitely need that because their top six are pretty darn good. But after that, there's been a drop off. Yeah. Uh, particularly with a guy like Peyton Pritchard, who, you know, beginning of the season they give him a new contract, and he hasn't really done much with it yet. Uh, I thought he was better last night. I thought Sam Hauser was better last night. If one or two of those guys can step forward, then you're going to feel a lot better about them because as as much as the top-end talent gets you and can put you over the top with you know, NBA Finals and winning championships, it's those role guys that will fill in the gap, that will hit a shot in Game 3 to put you up 2-1 in a series. I, the guy immediately comes to mind from last season, as great as... Nikola Jokic was with the Nuggets. Think about how impactful a guy like Bruce Brown was for the Nuggets when he were making their run. Yeah. And that was a guy that was, you know, a, a, a contributor that was, you know, sort of filling in the gaps. He wasn't their superstar, right. but he would make the right plays. And they need guys like that to just sort of fill in those gaps. And by the end, it's a long season. Somebody might step forward, come along, develop a little bit more into their role. Um, that's why they play all these games. So that's that's what I'll be looking for. But I thought last night was really encouraging. You know, it's funny. I, and, and sometimes I notice these little things. At the end of the game, you mentioned Pritchard. He was on the floor at the end of the game. And I don't remember who it was for the Nets. I don't know if it was Dennis Smith uh, or who it was. But 
on the last possession, like, you know, uh, Celtics, uh, Peyton Pritchard's just dribbling the ball, lets the shot clock expire, and then they hand it over on a turnover for Brooklyn. But while he was dribbling the ball, and then when Brooklyn had the ball and ran out the final seconds, he and I, I think it was Smith, but I'm not sure. There was another player for the Nets. This player was in Pritchard's face yapping, and he had a problem. Like, I, I, it, it was to the point where I thought there might, they might come to blows. And Pritchard just eventually walked off and, like, kind of pointed to the scoreboard. Yeah. And then the, the dude from the Nets, his teammates had to hold him back. So I don't know what the issue was, but it's just it was just something little that I noticed at the end yeah. of last night's game, and I have no idea what the hell it was all about. I have no idea. Happens, frustrations boil over, but good for good for Peyton. So. Walk away, point to the scoreboard. That's it, man. All right, let's go to the uh, calls and uh, talk to Celtics fans, see what they feel about this team. Four zero one seven 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 one zero three seven. The phone number. We'll kick it off this morning with Eddie and Coventry. Good morning, Eddie. You're first up on Cordishi and Coit and Weei. Eddie. Hello, Eddie. Hello. How are oh, you? Hey, how are what's you? up, Eddie? Good, good. Um, first of all, I want to say I wish you guys were on every day. I try to listen every Saturday. This is my favorite show. I, you guys are great. Scott, I've been listening to you all the way back from the days of the score. So I wish you guys had a, a show all the time because I love listening to you. Well, we, um, we appreciate that a lot, Eddie. It's You know what? It's it's funny. We, we, we will get this. And, and I, I think what's great, Eddie, is that it's only two hours on Saturday you're getting the real thing from Scott and I. It's not a wee from somebody in Boston. We're not trying to fabricate anything. This is the real us, and we like to do that. I love we, it. And we boil over frustrations with, with, you know, the whole week we save it up for Saturday. So you're getting the whole enchilada from us. Yes, sir. So I'm calling because I've got two main points I want to make about the Celtics that I'm okay. concerned about. Yep. First, Tatum and Brown. Uh, in my opinion, and until further notice, this team does not have the killer instinct. I'm not sure that these two guys are the correct combination for each other. I'm not sure they bring out the best in each other. Because on the biggest moments, on the biggest stage, in the biggest opportunities in games, they don't come through. Okay, that's my point on those two guys. Missoula makes too many mistakes. I know he's young. I'm also not sure he is the right head coach for this team. I just don't think he is. And I think it's going to show up again this year. I'm sorry, I do. But until further notice, those are my concerns. And until they can prove otherwise, I cannot fully invest and believe in this team to go all the way to the finals and get through. I just don't see it. I'm sorry. Eddie, two fair criticisms, and I share your concern on both of them. I really do. Me too. Yeah, me too. I'm with you. I tried to be as – I was trying to be positive about Joe in the first segment, but I think, Scott, really, uh, you you made a great point. Like, you're sitting on the couch and you're making these calls and you're like – why isn't the coach making these calls in terms of Absolutely. You know? And I don't understand how, how Stevens doesn't see this. I don't understand how, you know, I'm just an everyday guy. I'm not a basketball GM. I, I don't have all this experience uh, in the NBA. How can I see something like this and have these concerns and, and they don't? I, I really think in the offseason they should have moved one of those two guys and brought somebody else in because I just don't think these guys pulling up, taking threes, you've got to drive. You've got to get into the paint. You've got to use the boards and i'm not seeing that they'd rather sit back there launch threes and be content with whatever happens that is not a killer instinct when you look at the greatest players that have played this game michael jordan when you look at kobe bryant lebron james when they have to drive and they have to make contact they get in there and do it i don't see that with tatum and brown as a combination now maybe maybe we'll see it if somebody else comes along if we moved one of those two guys and 
I might get crushed for this. I wanted them to trade Tatum. I don't see the killer yeah, instinct in that guy. It. I just don't. I, I wouldn't do I, it. I, I, I do think, to answer your question, I do think Stevens sees it. But here's my point. I think Stevens feels how I do. I I. I don't want to give up on this duo yet because I do think you can win a championship with them. I think the mistake that Brad has made in who he has empowered as head coach, I really think if you got the right coach, you might be able to get out of them what you think they have in them. Mm -hmm. That's what I think is missing. I don't think Missoula's the guy to get it out of Brown and Tatum. That's that's my bigger issue right now. I'm not at that the point where I see Brown and Tatum Brown. Yep, that would have been the place to start. I agree. I, I don't want to just trade two of the best players that we have, but Missoula, in my opinion, it's going to happen again. How do you not call a timeout on a 9-0 run? Yeah, I I'm, I'm with you on that. I am. I'm, I'm with you on that. It's. I wouldn't trade Tatum. <laughs> yep. He's just. He's too. He's a top five player in the NBA, um, and I think he has. To be fair with Tatum. He has shown in in moments that he can come up big. The Sixers game last year, as bad as he was in the first three and a half quarters, he did come up clutch in that, what was it, game six against the the Sixers, game six against the Bucs the year before in that series. He has shown in moments that he can come up big. Now, when he has hardware to show for it, he'll have a lot more in terms of a case, and this will die, die down more. Um, so because there's just been spurts of it, um, he needs, he needs to get that hardware now that that's, yep. that's what he needs. You, you have the hardware, you have something to show for it. And he, they, neither of these guys have something to show for it yet. Eddie, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. 401-777-1037, the phone number, Joe in Pawtucket. Good morning, Joe. You're next on Cordishi and Coit on WEEI. Good morning, Mr. Cordishi. Good morning, Mr. Coit. How are you? Hey, Joe. Good morning, Joe. You know, I went to Duncan before the show this morning, so I feel like I'm ready to go. I know you got your Duncan run coming soon. That's it. Duncan, pretty soon. Breakfast, pretty soon. Oh, yeah, waiting for my, waiting for my ride. So, um, Nick, you'll be happy that last quarter, We have Duncan coming it. here this morning. Du- Nick, you know? Oh, I we wish do. I knew that. Kelvin, uh, our, our boss, is going to bring in Duncan. Instead of doing the pizza because we have an 1130 start, it's going to be Duncan stuff this morning. You know, I always liked Kelvin. <laughs> Joe, what do you got on your mind you this morning? Deserve it. You guys deserve it. Let me tell you, you, you go every weekend. You're there early. You need a cup of nice warm coffee or iced coffee, coffee. with some bagels and donuts. I need a That's coffee it. with so, a bagel and a donut. Oh, well, Joe. I deserve it, Joe. I don't know about you. Joe, but. what a beautiful Rhode Island <laughs> accent you have. A coffee with a bagel and a donut. Oh, it's beautiful. Love you, bud. Hey, that's why they call it Dunkin' Donuts. You dunk the donut in the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, beautiful. Um, That last caller made some good points about the Celtics. I just, what are your thoughts about the Celtics so far, how they're playing right now? And what's your thoughts about this tournament they're having right now? I I think it's a, a good idea. And I think they just have to cut the turnovers back for the Celtics. And um, with the two acquisitions I told you before, Pazingas and um, Drew Howdy, I, I, I think I think they can do it. I just think they have to put, be more tougher. And um, who is the best player in the Eastern Conference, Giannis or in lead? Or I'll give you Tatum also. And um, and who is going to win the Patriots game tomorrow? And what are your thoughts? All right, Joe. Uh, some good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we talked about how we felt about the Celtics playing to this point, so we can move on to the next topic. Who's yeah. the who do you like in the East as the best player? Um, I, I would go Giannis at this point, and and I say that because there's something amiss with Joel Embiid that I don't like either. Like his yeah. body length, I think he's got a little mutt in him, a little dog in him. Um, he can compile great stats, but you know, does he have the heart of a champion? That fire in his belly. Where you know no excuses, none of that. I, I don't know. I haven't seen that from him yet. So I'm going with Giannis uh, of that trio that you presented to me right now. Yeah, that's it, it's between Giannis and Tatum for me um, because I think I think Tatum is he's there, man. Like I, this could be a year where he could go out and grab the MVP. I know it's been you know sort of a troubling week with the Celtics, but. You know, I, I would probably go Tatum. I, I would. I, I just I think he's at this point. I think this is no longer the ascending Jason Tatum. I think he has arrived. Um, you know, and I know we're we're looking for him to come up in those big moments, but he's got the skill set, he's got the talent, he's got the confidence, he's got it all. Um, you know, he is a top five NBA player. It, it, I, I would probably go Tatum at this point in time. Um, but it's it's not it, it's it's close to me. I mean, Giannis. Giannis could step forward and he could do it. Like he could win another MVP. And, and guys, Embiid is the reigning MVP for a reason, and he torched he the is. Boston the other night. He did. He is. I, I. I don't know if I'm starting my team and I have those three. It, he's probably. Uh, I don't know. It, it is really tough. But I, I'm, I'm with Scott. Like I it just, just something there with Embiid that I don't totally love, personality wise, leadership wise. I know how talented he is. I know how good he is. I know how dominant he can be. But. I'd probably take the other two guys before I would him. And Joe wants to know how we feel about tomorrow's game, Patriots-Colts over in Germany, 9.30 Eastern time kickoff. I really don't know. I mean, the Colts are two-point favorites. I, I don't have any faith in this Patriots team. Yeah. I, I'll tell you this, and this may sound crazy, for asking me which quarterback I'd prefer, I'd rather have Gardner Minshew over over Mac Jones. At this point I, in time, I'm, yeah. I'm honest with you. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm down on Mac. I'm big time down on Mac. I think a lot of us are. Scott, I think a lot of us are. Um, and that there's another guy. You talk about – I made this kind of assertion with Joe Mazzula. I'm going to make the same assertion with him. I don't see the leadership there. I don't yeah. see the balls, the grit, the determination. Forget about talent. I think he has – people talk about, ah, he doesn't have a strong arm, all this other stuff. I think he actually has the talent to be – a good NFL quarterback. The rest of the makeup, I don't like. I don't like. I don't think he's a leader. I don't think yeah. he's a guy that inspires confidence in his teammates. You know, there's been rumblings this week in Foxborough. Now the coaches are really down on Mac. Now who knows? We may be entering that portion of the season now, which is a disaster for the Patriots, where it's CYA, cover your ass. So the coaches are leaking stuff out there that they don't have confidence in Mac. Mac is insinuating that the coaching staff has done me wrong in my three years here. You know what I mean? I, I don't know, but the stuff came out this week that, the, that, that, that Mac has lost the coaches. Yeah, but then there was then later in the week there was this thing about how they're not down on him. It was it was very strange how it was going back and forth, mm. right? It's funny how that happens. Yeah, I mean it's it, it, <laughs> who's who's leaking it. I, yeah, right. The bottom line is this: I, as a fan, my my eyes tell me I don't have confidence in Mac, and I and I don't know that all of his teammates have one hundred percent confidence well, when the chips are down. I just don't feel like he's a guy that's going to pick the team up by the bootstraps and say, all right, boys, let's go. We're going to get this done. Well, the thing that's troubled me, Scott, is it's probably less about that. I, it's more about he's supposed to be his, – his elite skill was supposed to be his 
his reading of the field, his brain. That, which, that was which is not good. It's not good. Oh, that's how he's lost me. Is that because I thought his rookie year, I thought he was smart. I thought he was accurate. I thought he made good decisions. He took care of the football. Last year, I chalked it up to. You know, okay, he's got a defensive coordinator running the offense, all of that. I, I just, I sort of just put last year to the side and I said, okay, clean slate this year. Let's see what he does. Yep. And there's just been too many times where he's made bad decisions. He cost them. The, the Miami game, he changed the game with that pick at the end of the first half. Yeah. And that to me was like, ugh. And the, the, the thing that stinks is that in the Buffalo game, I actually thought he did show that flash of, a little bit of toughness, making that throw to Hunter Henry, a little bit of those smarts, taking care of the football. That game was like, boy, if you played like this every week, but it's not there. It's not there consistently. It's more and more feeling like a blind squirrel yeah, finding right? a nut at this yeah. point. I He's mean, a one-read pony right now. Yeah, yeah, well, that's my big issue with yeah. it too, Nick. It, 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 uh, a, I, I don't think he possesses great leadership qualities, but two – I don't think he's reading the field, and he, he's not making his reads. He's almost predetermining pre-snap where he's totally. going to throw the football and locking in on a guy. He's not seeing open receivers. Um, he does have the ability to make some great throws, whether it's deep downfield. Look, that play last week, Juju admitted, I, I should have caught it. It was right in his hands. That was a good throw. Yeah, I now, was going to say, that was going to be my question to you was, because this, this was a discussion right after the game, and, and, I, and actually during the game, which – I, I'm I'm sorry. I, I, I know how difficult it is to be a color analyst and do football and say the right things, whatever. I'm sorry. Jonathan Vilma needs work. I don't think he's very good. I don't. I don't think he was very good. And he immediately on that play put it on Mac. I know. And I'm like, it's in the receipt it's in the receipt eleven million dollar receiver's hands. Yeah. Really? He's like, I don't I wouldn't make that throw. I'm like, you're you're in desperation time. There's no time to yeah. make make the the correct and right throw. He threw the ball over the middle. It was in the receiver's hands and went through it. Like, what, what is he supposed to yeah, do? Th- there's enough things to criticize Mac about. That definitely that wasn't was one of them. No, yeah. and, and, and I and I give and, and I know that Juju has come under intense scrutiny here because he just hasn't produced anywhere near to the level that we thought he would. But he owned it after the game, and and I give the guy credit for that. Uh, amen. He stood up in front of the cameras, especially Mike after Parker's after la- lack of Parker. accountability. Yep, yep, yep. Totally so agree. I, I appreciate that, but you know, Mac, uh, I'm just, I'm down on him. I, I'm just Me down too. on him, and and you know, it, my question is, I don't know. Like, first of all, shame on Belichick and the Patriots for really having junk behind him right mm-hmm. you really don't have an option right who what's your option is it bailey's happy is it what's his name the uh the will third greer. greer yeah will greer um so i blame that on bill but the other thing is like are, are they married to mac because is is this a was he an ownership pick i guess is the question we assume that he was a craft pick craft really wanted the guy is he still in there because craft you know is married to mac i don't know the answer to that i wish i had a better feel for that. But to me, yeah. if the reports we heard this week are the coaches, Max lost the coaches, then why the hell aren't you making a change? Yeah. I mean, Bill, if you're the head coach and you really don't think this is the guy, I don't care what you have behind him. How can you stick with him? Yeah. Right? If the players and coaches don't believe in the guy, how can you stick with him? And, you know, you talk about his decision-making. It's the same thing I say said about Jalen Brown at the end of the Timberwolves game, taking the three instead of taking it to the rim. Well, same thing with Mac. On like on third down and four, he fires it downfield twenty-five yards instead of picking up the first down and moving the chains. I know. Like decision making. I don't like. Be that smart. Either. I agree. I agree because I think with Bill O'Brien, I think they've given Mac 
some of that autonomy back. Like, I think he's he's gotten to be able to sort of call his own offense again. I think last year was just very structured in the way that they did it. You know, particularly, I, I say that because in training camp last year, they would run plays, and Mac wouldn't change anything at the line, and they would tell us, oh, no, 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 we're just going through it just to, you know, just to see. Just, we don't want to change anything. We want to see how the play plays out. And camp is like, well, that's a terrible habit to yeah. develop. Like, your quarterback should be able to, you know, run things at the line. And I think they have given a little bit of that back to Mac, and he will make a decision like that. And you're like, why are you audibling into this? Why are you calling this on third and four? Just pick up the five yards. Just move the chains and keep the offense going. Guys, you don't do need you- to chuck it down the field. Completely agree. Guys, do you feel they should have brought in a veteran backup like a Minshew or a Mike yes. White or some yeah. of these other guys? Yes, I do. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. 100% yes. Yeah. I actually, you know, I thought Zappy was okay last year. As I said maybe a few weeks ago on the show, I don't know what happened to him this offseason or under Billy O'Brien, but I feel like he's gotten significantly worse. Like, they have no confidence in him. What I saw on the field in preseason, he didn't look good. No. Like, I don't know if they somehow destroyed this guy, if this guy destroyed himself, but he's not the same dude he was last year. No, he's Last not. year he showed you a little something when he started for Mac. Now, he, I mean, he looked like garbage in the preseason. I mean, not to, you know, be too critical of him, but, like, was, was the offense simplified enough last year where a kid like that could come in as a rookie and run it well and now that they've gotten a little bit more into the old Patriots offense with Bill O'Brien, it's a little more complex, it's a little more involved, and maybe the kid hasn't been able to pick it up. I mean, that's the only thing I could speculate. Don't know. I, I don't know. Because they clearly don't, they don't trust him enough to, to have him in there. And, and he didn't really push Mac in camp. He just had a rough camp. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough to say. I, I don't know. Um, but it's it's disappointing. There's not another option there because you would, if there was another option there, if Zappy had pushed him in camp, pushed Mac, we'd be calling for it right now. And right. and they may have already made the switch. Right. It may have already happened with some of the things that have happened. That's that's the difficult thing is where do you turn? Heck, you look really at look at anymore. a guy like Josh Dobbs, Nick, the Minnesota Vikings trade for him. He comes in in relief and uh, wins the game for Minnesota. I mean, that's that's one of those things, Joe, that probably speaks to my point about just keeping things simplified. Sure, he walked in there and said, okay, what do you want me to run? Okay, I'll do this. Okay, I'll do this. Like, it's very – he's going to get more complex in whatever offense they run, but keeping it simple sometimes is – you know, can be better for a guy um, with this offense. Maybe they got too complex with the offense, you know, with not only the quarterback, with, with some of the guys that were back. I, I, there's been too much change down there for sure, and I think that's part of the playbook of how to ruin a, a young quarterback that you drafted in the first round is – three offensive coordinators in three years, three different philosophies, three different ways of doing things. doesn't usually work very well. It right. rubs people the wrong way. 401-777-1037, the phone number. We have callers on the line. We'll get back to your calls when we come back. You're listening to Cordishi and Coit on W. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.